Good evening or good morning. I don't know when you're listening to this, but uh, welcome to probably your new favorite podcast. Go ahead, open up your podcatcher, and go ahead and unsubscribe from all those other losers, because this is the only podcast you're going to need. My name is Charlie McCorn. I use they, them, their pronouns. And I am Lenny Peppers. I am she, her, hers pronouns. And this is the inaugural uh, journey on the good ship SJW Social Justice Weirdos. Lenny, how are you doing? I am doing good. Feeling weird. How about you? Feeling extra weird today. So um, we should probably explain what this podcast will be. Because this first episode, this is the pilot, you know, introducing the characters, figuring out the world of the show, seeing where the stories will progress. It's never as good as the rest of the show. It might be a little bit rougher, but but that's okay. But this podcast is a is sort of a spinoff of a project that, that that you and I did for a class that we took on dismantling racism. And one of the final uh, final projects was to record a podcast, which I really enjoyed recording with you. And we said, well, let's let's keep this show rolling, and here we are. Yeah, uh, it was a it was a great class, but I think because we've always had like a history of similar interests, we knew that eventually we were going to record our podcast together. So <laughs> I'm happy to I'm happy to finally pick one with you. I'm glad that we're finally here. I'm very glad you and I met in undergraduate at the University of Montana. Yeah, uh, in a poetry class, a poetry workshop taught by an overworked, very grumpy grad student. And now that we are both overworked, grumpy grad students, I'm, I'm much more forgiving of her. But the thing that I remember is that you and I were the only ones writing poetry about haunted houses and spaceships. And the grad student teaching that, not very happy with what we were doing, but it was the, the first... Between us and the fish guy. The guy who yeah. only wrote poetry about fish. And yeah, yeah, and us weirdos, I think... That guy was also apparently a stand-up comedian um, from a little bit before my time in Missoula. And I guess all of his sets were about fly fishing. <laughs> I I thought that was just a thing for the class that he was doing, I guess. I guess that's I mean, life. When, when you find your niche, you ought to scratch it, I guess. That's how that goes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Lots of great expressions that you'll get from me. <laughs> um, and so when, when was that? That was 2014, 2015? 20... Earlier? 13, 13, maybe? It was 2013. Oh, my goodness. Because halfway through the class, I found out I was pregnant with my sixth child and almost had a total mental breakdown for the rest <laughs> of the semester. <laughs> Seven years. Oh, my goodness. And now, you know, we, we've both finished undergraduate. Uh, we're both non-trad students. We're now uh, in graduate school. We're, we're MFA students um, at the University of Montana's Media Arts Department. And and here we are. It's yeah, been, it's been no a wild road. To this day, making weird, haunted, scary stuff. And uh, hopefully you're still writing poetry about weird crap, because I know I am. I, I feel like I've kind of fallen off the poetry train. I am still writing a lot of weird, spooky, odd shit. But but usually it's it's either just in my diary, or it's it's some of my creative projects that are, I mean, a little a little more out there, I guess. Like, hey, poetry is fine. It's not a luxury. We know that. But it was never really my my forte, despite being excellent at it. I I could have gone pro 
I could have gone pro. <laughs> a couple things uh, interesting about our story is like through this journey from 2013, uh, we've done like so much as friends. Uh, we've had all kinds of photo shoots. Um, we've had um, adventures in haunted prisons. We, yeah, we had adventures in haunted prisons. We made a Halloween special. Yeah, that was one of my favorites. And we both became stand-up comics in that time frame. And so it's been it's been a hell of a ride so far. I can't wait for this new adventure. I'm excited. I'm excited too. Uh and so in this time, uh we're both we both live in Missoula, Montana. Um I was I grew up in Deer Lodge. If you want a little like local color, I'm from Deer Lodge, which is where the haunted prison was. We had our adventure in. And uh, and we are both we are both minorities, which I'm still kind of getting used to for me, honestly. Like it's still kind of like a whole new mindset that I'm trying to adapt myself to. But uh, I recently came out as transgender, and I'm in the process of medically transitioning currently, um, which isn't like a big surprise to anyone. It was kind of uh, I feel very blessed that when I told people I was finally doing this, everyone was like, "Oh, good." We, we, we figured it would happen eventually, but we're glad you're finally there. It wasn't, you know, in some cases where it was huge, shocking news for everyone. I, I, I live my life very queerly, I guess. But, but I finally, you know, bit the bullet. And by bullet, I mean estrogen pills twice a day for the last two years. I live in Missoula, like you said, but I also am from Montana. I am Northern Cheyenne and Crow. And I have Laguna Pueblo ancestry. I grew up on the reservation. I didn't even realize that the rest of the world wasn't highly concentrated with natives until I was like in high school and realized uh, and went to a school off the reservation and was like, oh, I'm a minority. (laughs) (laughs) So, (laughs) but uh, yeah, I grew up on the Northern Cheyenne Reservation, and I embrace that culture and that lifestyle. Everything that I do is basically uh, my obligation to my people, uh, and, and that means like all of my activism and all of my comedy and everything is uh, me using my platform to ensure that everything is somehow better than I left it, hopefully. And that is something I've always appreciated about not just your comedy, but also your filmmaking also um your your poetry is that you always always say very important things you always take opportunities to say you know to to speak truth to power which i've always really appreciated and i've really sort of been delighted you know as your friend over these years seeing you really bloom and blossom in into into this awesome force of source of progressive nature i like that I might set my dating profile. Uh, <laughs> Please quote me when it's on there. Just, <laughs> I think if I could get more people to just quote me on their Tinder profiles, everyone's going to be getting way more sex. Or at least casual dates, because, you know, global pandemic. I mean, if it's working for you, it'll probably work for all of us, so. <laughs> well, it's not working for me, that's for sure. <laughs> and, my, and my dating profile is exclusively quotes from me. And hopefully magic tricks. Maybe you're not putting enough magic stuff in there. Uh, I save I save the magic tricks for the first date. Oh, okay. Okay. 
Yeah, it's real. It's hard. To, it's hard to fit all of those cards into into my dating profile. <laughs> Is this one your card? <laughs> That's maybe what I should start with. Just like a little like emoji, like Queen of Hearts. Is this your card? Magic. <laughs> yeah, I like that. Yeah. So, so what is this podcast going to be, Lenny? So this podcast, Social Justice Weirdos, SJW, is just going to be us talking about our take on issues in the social justice world as we see it. Yeah. Nice, nice light entertainment. You know, listen to it while you go to bed to just soothe you to sleep. Yeah. Driving to work, get you riled up about your day. Oh yeah, it'll we'll probably make each other mad. We'll make ourselves mad, and we'll make you mad. That's our guarantee. Or at least weird. My goal is to to make each other weirder and to make everybody else in the world just a little bit weirder as well. That as as one of my general goals outside this podcast, I'm glad to adapt it to this podcast. <laughs> Good. Okay, so we're on the same page. Yeah. So with with that. Where, where do we start? Where, where should we, what, I mean, this is the first one of these, the first real one of these that we're doing. Um, the one before this, which was for, for class was, you know, it was an interesting project and the conversation that we had was very much about our experiences, um, as artists and activists in Montana, but how do we like the bound, like the question that I have is, is can we do this without being huge bummers, you know? Yes, because we already do this without being huge bummers. Uh, we have done this on stage in front of uh, a certain person whose name rhymes with scrying scrinky. Yes, the former secretary of the Crinterior of the Bunited Brates. Yeah. And, and another person showed up to that show that night but was promptly shoot out of the building a person whose name rhymes with Richard Brenter. Yeah, a very a very famous punchy. Um because Montana's weird that way. I mean there's only like a million of us here. And and sometimes these small conglomerates and you know that show, I guess that was a that we should talk about that show. Um it was uh there was like a monthly showcase in Whitefish, Montana, which, you know, Montana, it, like a like a it's a very bougie like um ski resort town yeah and it was the the home of of who was at that time the secretary of the interior of the united states whichever one that is and it was a weird feeling because i was opening up that show and i was up there doing my my bit and i i, I looked out into the crowd and and there was the motherfucking secretary of the interior staring back and nothing's going to prepare you for seeing like one of the most famous montana politicians um, who I generally disagree with in, in a lot of ways, but he did come to our show, which gives him some credit. And what I love most about that is that the show wasn't, it wasn't like intended this way. It wasn't promoted this way. It just so happened that every single comedian on that bill was queer. Yeah. The other funny thing is, is that one of the other comics told him as I was on stage, she really is a nice girl in person. And I was like, I don't care if that person thinks I'm a nice girl in person. <laughs> <laughs> when I very first started doing comedy. 
when I would go to shows around in different like smaller towns or even like the the either the super small backwoods towns or the super super bougie towns I was always worried about what the comedy that I had was going to if it was right for that crowd I guess and it was like that specific show in Whitefish where I just decided I didn't care anymore. My brand of comedy is right for me, and it's important for me to say what I need to say as a queer Native American woman and mother. And what I have to say is important. I shouldn't be like toning it down or changing it to be better for other people. Yeah, I I really feel that. Um, in my in my career in comedy, what career, what a, that word is just way too big for what doing comedy I think really is. But I never really like set out to, to be like, oh, I'm going to talk about these important issues. I'm going to be representative of my community. I'm going to, you know, do these things. I, I was just telling jokes and, and my jokes were influenced by that. But, you know, fairly early on, I had one, ex one experience that really stands out to me, which was, and boy, I miss this showcase. I mean, I miss most comedy right now because not a lot of chances to do it. But the Curry Comedy Series, which was a, a comedy showcase and curry dinner um, provided by Masala and produced by uh, by Ethan Skye. And the way that I close all my sets is I will say, ladies and gentlemen and non-binary friends, my name is Charlie McCorn. Good night. And and just because it was a line in a comic book that I co-wrote that I thought was pretty cool, and I wanted to, you know, be inclusive of, you know, I was identifying as more non-binary at that time than I might be now. And the number of people that, like, walked up to me in the street, like, weeks and months after that and just said, hey, when you just said the words non-binary, that meant the world to me, that meant the, the world to my partner. And shortly after that... um, one of the local papers in town wrote a little profile piece on me, which I say a lot of embarrassing stuff because I was still figuring a lot of things out. But I do talk. I did talk about my identity. The newspaper did not know how to handle that. But I got an I got an email from from a kid in Kalispell, and someone had seen this article and had cut it out and had given it to them, and I got this email from this teenager saying, "I never thought I'd see an adult like me." I can see that it's not just a phase. And and that just just knocked me over. That was that was just like I never intended you know, I never intended to be a a role model. I never intended to be a, a hero. I'm I'm not a public figure. I'm a private citizen. But it was those those moments where I realized, "Oh, oh my god, I'm I'm not just, you know, performing for audiences. I'm performing for audiences as kind of an outsider here." And I'm talking to other outsiders, which um, is the same. You know, at, at the beginning of uh, of the classes that I that I teach, I TA for, I always wear my Montana Pride shirt, not so the class knows. Oh, Charlie's some sort of queer, but because I know that there are queer kids in that classroom, and I want them to know that I am there, that I I I am there for them. I am I am like them, and I'm in some weird position of power because we can do anything. And so I've I've tried to, and I've sort of hopefully gotten better tried to get better in that case that's that's my story anyway absolutely i agree with you um i have a poster that says trans rights are human rights in my office for that very reason because when people you know come to talk to me as their 
um, TA, you know, I want everybody to feel welcome there. And, and so I think that that's important. Um, you know, both of us forgot to plug our comic books. Oh, I guess, I guess we did. Why don't you go ahead and start us off? So I currently have a comic book uh, about a girl named Melanie Highwater, and her sister has gone missing, and she's having trouble getting information from the police, but at the same time that all of this is happening, she's realizing that she has powers and uh, superpowers and is trying to figure out kind of what's, what's all going on there. Uh, she will eventually become the superhero named Quantum. I love that. Um, I love the, the art that I've seen. Um, your your husband James is is doing the art on that. My comic book, and I guess they're both probably through the same press too. Um, our friends at Onishi Press. There'll be a, a link in the description of this episode. Doing some really great comic book work here in Western Montana. Um, and currently, I'm in production on. This is like my my third comic at this point. It's called Linda Linda, Unlicensed Detective. It's about a transgender detective who is running an underground detective agency out of the attic of a feminist commune that she's living at. The feminist commune is a front for a coven of witches. The witches don't know about the detective agency, and Linda doesn't know about them being witches. And it's sort of my 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 love letter to Missoula while also talking about things that are very important. Cool. I, I cannot wait to read that. I'm super excited. I enjoyed the other comics, and I know that uh, Anishi Press is also looking for submissions. So, you know, if anyone wants to click that link down there, I'm sure that you can make some pitches and, and have them considered for uh, getting your own comic book published as well. Yeah, they do a, a quarterly anthology, and then they will do uh, crowdfunding for the collections of, of the individual stories. They're really cool people. I'm sure we're going to have one or, or both of, of, the, of the heads of it on here eventually. Oh, yeah, totally. So there, are there any specific topics that you're excited to talk about? I am really, I mean, I think that as we're doing this podcast during... Maybe one of the most tumultuous times in American history, especially American political history. And it's there's going to be a lot of play within our lifetime, with mine and your current lifetime. Uh, I would have yeah. to disagree with the in American history being a Native American, but <laughs> fair enough. You know what? Fair enough. I'm also looking forward to to expanding my own knowledge base and and trying to help because I am still in that place where it still feels like I jumped off the top of the privilege ladder. I'd like to help make sure that I keep myself aware of the privileges that I still have and try to see what I can do to use those privileges to make the world better for other people. But there's no shortage of subjects at this time. Totally. Um, I think I'm excited to talk about decolonization of sex and sex culture. Uh, I speak a lot about race and specifically um, race and gender in film. And so those specific topics I'm super excited to talk about. That's also something that I, I have an interest in and a study interest in. And I think that we're gonna have some really great conversations because uh, we both love watching some pretty weird movies. And I think, especially in, in the genres that we love, which, which is horror, this isn't necessarily like a horror podcast, um, but you know, I think, 
horror movies really are able to tell us what society is afraid of. And it's interesting to see when more marginalized creators are able to create the movies they want to create, we really kind of get an interesting view on what it means to be afraid. What does it mean to be horrified? Yes. So is there anything else that you want to talk about on here that you're doing that you want to, you know, get out there? I'm just going to plug my website because I've got a couple other podcasts that I do, but you can get all the information there. Just go to charliemccorn.com, C-H-A-R-L-E-Y-M-A-C-O-R-N.com. Yeah, and um, I am in the process of putting up my inappropriations website, but I will have several podcasts on there and uh, other weird projects that I do which include the Kamad Bod Pod, where I talk about food sovereignty and Native Americans, mm. uh, and an actual horror movie pod, which I hope to have Charlie on sometime. This is my ask, like right now. Like, I'm hoping <laughs> Charlie will be on my horror movie podcast. Oh, sure. Can... Put me on the spot. Put me on the spot. I see yeah, how it goes. Uh, I am going to watch horror films that feature either Native American characters or have, like, a Native American storyline. I think indian burial ground or something like that so horror movies sure. and i'm just going to talk about that specific horror movie and each one will have different topics which include like veterans and um you know stuff like that that's exciting i i look forward and i'll just say yes on the record yes yes and i'll do it i'm excited too yay <laughs> <laughs> all right so should we come up with some sort of cool sign off that we do at the end of every episode some sort of catchphrase. And I will I will say that you can do that because you are great at doing that. Oh no, I'm so I'm so bad at this. Um <laughs> no, you're not on the spot. Let's take a deep breath and like Yeah. Let's No, you're on the spot. I lied. You're totally on the spot. Uh <laughs> stay distant, stay social, be informed, don't forget to vote. And if that doesn't work out, throw a brick. That is perfect. All yes. right, everyone. I am Lenny Peppers. I'm Charlie McCorn. And this has been Social Justice Weirdos. Bye. Bye.